Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. Yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Color Anti Podcast. Today we have a super special guest. Um, she's never been a guest on our podcast before. She's been featured on Vogue, and I think that's pretty cool because I don't. A lot of our guests have been cool, but they've never been on Vogue in Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> so please welcome Tia Wood. She's Cree, and she's a Korean Salish singer from Satellite First Nation, who is paving her way through mainstream social media, highlighting and showcasing our Indigenous culture. Welcome! Yay! Thank you, guys. Do I just introduce myself really quickly? Yes. Okay. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Tia Wood, and I come to you from the Satellite Cree Nation in Treaty 6 Territory over here in uh, Alberta, Canada. And I just wanted to start off by saying how honored and grateful I am that you guys asked me to be here today. Uh, and I was really excited for this. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. And you say you're honored, like we're honored. Like, Aww. I was like, oh my God, Quay, we have to get this girl on our podcast and like keep this momentum going. Um, so, thank you so much for agreeing. We're so happy. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's been awesome that, um, you know, like this past year, you've kind of, we got, got to know you from TikTok and all the videos of making Indigenous. Um, you've been teaching your, the culture and, you know, making all of us proud across Turtle Island. Um, so kind of where did, where did, how did that start off? Um, honestly, the whole TikTok thing, I was actually on TikTok ever since like the beginning of last year. But I, all I would do was just watch like because I found it so entertaining and I would just watch. I never really seen lots of like Indigenous people on there just yet. I think that started more in the summertime. But I, I, I would just watch maybe like post a singing video here and there just for like whatever. But um, back in September, I started the whole Make It Indigenous series where I would sing to like a beat or something. And um, I, it all started with that first one. And, and uh, I remember that day I woke up and I, I seen uh, one of my friends named Jada. She did her own take on it. And I was like, wow, I was like, that's so cool. Like, because like before I, I always thought about like how if I ever wanted to make music, I would want to integrate the two. So when I seen her do that, I was like, man, I got to do my own twist on that. Because mm -hmm. like that's something I wanted to do for a really long time. But I was just unsure if it would be cool or not. You know, I, I thought, oh, that's too weird. But um, that morning I was like, all right, well, I might as well put some eyelashes on and just like have my own little take on it. Right. So I did that. And then it was maybe like the second take. And I was just like, eh, whatever, I'll just post it, whatever. I don't, whatever, I don't care. So I posted it. And then um, 
me and my mom, we went to go check the mail. I think we went to this place like half hour away to go pick up a package that uh, I got in the mail. I ordered something online. I, I don't know what the heck it was. I ordered so much, so much stuff online, but we, we came back and it was maybe like 40 and 45 minutes to like an hour later. And it was like, it just blew up. It was like maybe like 75,000 to a hundred thousand already. And I was like, no way. I was like, how is that even possible? And then it just kept going up and up and up. And then I was like, damn, I was like, that's crazy. Like, like I've always wanted to make my own music, but I've never felt like confident in it. So like when that happened, I was like, wow, that's cool. So that's what kind of kickstarted me. And I was like, man, like, and then I started gaining the platform and I was like, ah, maybe I should like do other things rather than just singing, you know? So that's where I got my start. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cool. And just because one day you woke up and you're like, all right, you said, oh, my weird idea. Now you're like, let's be weird. And look what happened. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. It was just so shocking. Like, I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, how is that possible? Like, how did that happen? I just, it, it was just so crazy. Yeah, I have I have TikTok too, but I don't have like any videos. Um, mm-hmm. But probably just like how you, you started out just watching every like um, I waste hours on it I'm like how what how is it midnight already <laughs> like, it's so addicting though because there's so much cool videos yeah but it's right. like so awesome like your your I've seen your videos and notorious mm-hmm. I'm like James Jones and it's so awesome to see like indigenous people on there that like the videos literally like almost like make me tear up because I'm like oh my god like it's so nice <laughs> you guys on there and like representing and it's great so thank you <laughs> oh thank you that means a lot to me one of my favorite videos is the one where you're like oh my younger self I didn't wish I didn't have indigenous features mm-hmm. because me and grace have talked about that a lot and how like we didn't see people looking like us growing up on mainstream media yeah and i think that's a lot not i think it makes me it rem- reminds me that like we all grew up with that like societal pressures mm-hmm. and but now you're changing it like you're on mainstream media so these other little indigenous girls are going to see people like them with like strong features. And mm-hmm. I think that's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was just like growing up, like you never see people that look like you, you know, or like people that like come from, from where you come from, like the mm-hmm. reserve, like the dirt road reserve, like the like middle of nowhere in the boonies reserve. So it was just like, it was just something I was so freaking insecure and it would make me so sad because mm-hmm. I like I don't know growing up like I had big dreams of like doing things like like you know like making music and like magazines and all that so that was something that I was super heard about growing up you know just the lack of indigenous representation you know yeah. Like growing up, like when where I'm from, Saddle Lake, um, we have like the reservation schools and stuff, but they weren't. Um, I don't know. My parents never sent me to them just because it was it wasn't like the best school on my parents. So they sent me to the town ones and the town ones like we're out in the prairies, like trucks and like country and all that. So like the people like the, you know, Munyao people, white people, 
they were very very um hard on like indigenous kids mm-hmm. like I remember growing up in like you know they would make fun of me because I was the most cultural kid out of all the like I was more I was like the dancer I went to powwows and you know they would always make fun of me for that and like oh like real long like they would make fun of my like like my nose or like just like how I looked and stuff and it would it would always bug me like I would always wish I had like blonde hair a super small nose and blue eyes you know and it was just it was terrible it was hard growing up with that yeah for sure what Mm -hmm. what was it or how did you like regain your confidence or re or finally like sit in that area of like understanding you are beautiful like our people are beautiful how did that transformation happen for you um honestly it happened I think hmm well I was very very insecure about everything up until maybe high school and high school uh I actually kind of dropped out of high school and I started like really taking my culture like more seriously and I started traveling more and I started, you know, really looking into things and uh, just seeing people like say like Ashley Collingbull or like uh, who else is really cool, like all the like actresses and stuff. And I was like, wow, like they're so beautiful. Like, and they look like me, like we, we both have long hair, we both have dark skin. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm really like, I'm proud of myself. Like, I don't know, like, like, and then I started looking around and like, you know, today's beauty standards, it's like a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with plastic surgery. Like, damn, I would too if I had the money, but like, you know. Yeah, we always say that. We're like, <laughs> so I. For real, like, I don't know. But like all the plastic surgery, if you look at it, like they're really imitating like ethnic and like kind of mm-hmm. darker woman features. And I was like, damn, like, people pay to like have the features that like all indigenous people and like black people and like Latino people, like all the features that we are all already blessed with, you know? Right. And so that's kind of how I regained my confidence and stuff. From plastic surgery. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Cause I remember growing up too, like I hated my cheeks cause they're so full. Yeah. As we got older, older and like the trends kind of became different like women were getting cheek fillers and I was like oh but I have this already yeah it's just like crazy because like big lips is a big thing too now like you know like mm-hmm. a lot of the bigger um celebrities they all want big lips and like I don't know it's just natives already have that <laughs> well I mean me and Grace are pretty small lip to gym yeah. women, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten lip fillers I'm not ashamed <laughs> oh I want lip I, if I had the money I would do something but I don't know <laughs> I think everyone is beautiful naturally and I believe in like a little bit of enhancement if that will make you feel yeah. good but I definitely think I waited and I was purposeful. I waited like my full 30 years and I made that decision when I was younger. Like I'm going to wait until I'm 30 because at that age, I think I should be secure enough in my body where I wouldn't get it twisted. And Mm -hmm. so when I turned 30, like I think a month after I was like, here I go. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew that like I was, I was set in who I was and I knew my face so I Mm -hmm. was comfortable with being like okay I'm going to try this and I did it twice and then I don't know if we'll do it again 
Like I tried it out. The lip fillers? I, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't do it again? I don't know. How long does it last before they like shrink down? It all depends on the kind that you get. Cause you can get ones that are, if you have like a higher metabolism that they don't break down that fast, but oh, it might bruise you a little more. Um, so it just depends on what you're looking for and what you want. Yeah. But yeah, I think body, body dysmorphia is a thing for me because I think when I don't have like eyelashes on, I look like a cartoon. <laughs> I know that's how I feel too. Like I have like, I don't know. I feel like I have like super duper, like small eyes or something when I don't have my eyelashes on. Right. So, the, so like, I know that about me. So I'm like, I'm trying to be careful about what I do to myself. Hell yeah. I love eyelashes so much. And you don't, you don't have them on right now. Right. Like, cause you get the, you get the, what are they? Yeah. Extensions. Oh, I don't have them on right now. Do I look like a cartoon? No, I was going to say earlier, Quay, you look so beautiful. Yeah, you do. Like it's so natural and I love it. Thank you both. You guys are so beautiful (laughs) yourselves. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sometimes because I go like, so I have like a four-year-old son. So there's days where I'm like, I, and since now being in lockdown, I don't wear any makeup. And then when I do wear makeup, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) like, ah, like it's almost (laughs) too much. But I recently tried, since we're all talking about beauty, I tried, um, eyelash, um, getting my eyelashes curled and lifted. And that was like, I really love that. So that's like something you guys can try. <laughs> Ooh, I've always wanted to try that. Or I've always wanted to get my eyebrows microbladed. Oh, I've oh. done it. But your eyebrows are good? so beautiful. Um, it's Ooh. good. I think I would do more research on where I went. Or um, I would have been more vocal in the structure of it. Because yeah. they're pretty natural right now. And I'm fine with them. But I wish they had more of a, like a structure. Arch. Arch. Mm. like crisp that's my only thing but then that would look like I would it would look odd on days when I don't wear makeup so there's that (laughs) (laughs) if I had just like (laughs) crisp brows (laughs) just looking mad all the time looking surprised (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) who was that my mom and my cat. Oh, <laughs> so um, the next question we have: um, What was the scariest thing you've done, and was it worth it? Oh, the scariest thing I've done. Like, oh, let me think about that. Actually, uh, hmm, I don't really know. Like, are we just talking about like recently? In like recent events, no, the scariest, <laughs> the <laughs> scariest, could, like in my entire life. It could be like, was it was it scary for you to like put yourself out on TikTok like publicly and being out oh. there? Like, has there been scary moments where like mm-hmm. I don't know? Question. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, actually, like putting myself out there, and I was just like, oh, like I don't know. I thought like because. 
I don't know. I feel like I really put myself out there on TikTok and I was just like, oh, like, am I going to be like teased for this? Like, are people going to like tease me about this and like bug me about this? And that was kind of scary. And then also another thing that has been really scary was um, like kind of when it all started really blowing up and I started getting like a lot of people kind of watching what I do. I found that really scary because I was just like, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, like in the past, I wasn't a really good person. I had a lot of growing up to do. And like, I I had a lot, I was into like addictions and like the whole partying scene. Like I was all about that, you know? And that was really scary for me because I was just like, you know what? Like, what if someone brought that up? And it has been brought up already. Like there has been people saying stuff about it. But um, that was really scary because I was just like, oh, like I just, it's just something I don't really... Like, I don't know, a lot of, I don't think a lot of people knew that about me, which is why, like, I made that uh, one video on my TikTok where I was talking about the drug abuse and stuff. And that's the reason why I put it out there was because I was like, you know what, if I put it out there and if I'm honest about it and if, like, I really take accountability as to what, who I was and what I was doing at the time, then I feel like nobody can say that, like, say anything about it. And then, I don't know, Like it, it's all still kind of, I still get like very like panicky sometimes about the whole thing because like, I don't know, like there was a lot of love that came with the whole thing. So much love, so much support. And like, I, it, it's been like the most amazing experience of my life, this whole thing. But also what comes with a lot of love is like a lot of hate too. Oh, <laughs> and that's really scary. Like it, it just like, just cause it all happened so fast. Like I started this whole TikTok thing in September and yeah, like, yeah. like, it just happened so quickly, you know? Yeah. But so I that, think- when you are so friend facing about it, it kind of like takes the power back. So then like you are able to be like, yeah, this is what happened. And this is what I learned. Mm -hmm. And I also think being so friend facing about it has maybe inspired or like given an example to other young girls who might be in similar positions. And they're like, Oh no, I can change. And like, it's Mm -hmm. been done before and I can see someone who's done it Mm -hmm. and who has moved towards healing and I can do it too. So I think that was like really brave of you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. It was literally so scary, man. Like when I was thinking about that video, it was probably like the worst couple weeks of like this whole thing. I was literally like probably crying like almost every day because I was so scared. Like I was, because like I'm like the worst overthinker, like I always think about I think about shit that I did like maybe like three four years ago still and it still like bugs the shit out of me so like I that was like the worst kind of period of this whole thing so like when I posted that video I was literally like shaking I was like damn I'm like literally telling everybody what I'm doing like what I used to do I meant yeah Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And like Quay said, like it could have inspired someone else to, you know, open up and you know, that you got through it. And so thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that means so much to me. <laughs> um, okay. Oh. Wait, what are you going to ask Grace? I want it. No, you go, you go. Because that might be changing the topic. Okay, yeah, change it. Okay, (laughs) so we wanted to kind of flip it 
we kind of talked about a little bit deep stuff and I wanted to flip it for a little more lighter for a second. As your aunties, we want to know and ask on behalf of our listeners, are you in a relationship? And what are your thoughts on the apps like Bumble, Tinder, and Hinge? Okay, so aunties, I am <laughs> I am in a relationship. I've been seeing someone for, I think it's literally been like a year now, like just a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. Um, think, yeah, he is really great. He actually has his own podcast too. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's like the one I'm always kind of... Um, uh, promoting on my like stories and stuff his name's Ray he's awesome literally my bestest friend so supportive and uh, has really helped me throughout the whole process this whole thing you know he's like during that period I would always call him and like I would just literally call him to just cry and he'd be like it's okay you're okay it's gonna be fine Aww. so yeah he's he's been very great and as for Tinder, Bumble, and all that, I've only been on there. I actually went on at Auntie has been on there. I was like, I tried it once, and I, I think this was like a couple, like a year and a half ago. I tried it because my friend was like, just do it. Like you never know, you'll meet someone, or like you'll meet a, like a cool friend or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had it for like two days, and then I, I was just like, and then like everybody on there is so like straightforward and I was like oh this is too much <laughs> so I deleted it right away I was like I can't do that <laughs> that's so funny but I think it's a good way to like meet people if that's what it, you're into of course it's probably like blown up this past year too with everyone having to stay in like there's no going out and socializing or like finding someone that it's it's just everyone's on those apps now for real <laughs> Um, does your partner live in Vancouver also? Yeah, he's actually uh he's actually out there. He's I don't know oh. what he's doing, but he's over here. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We're shacked e shacked for real. <laughs> We're shacked up. <laughs> when did you okay, I wanna ask more questions. When did you introduce him to your family? Um, okay. So it started like how we started was so freaking weird. So actually, but when this whole pandemic hit, it was literally the day that they announced like the NHL was no longer gonna go on. And it was a day that everybody found out that Tom Hanks had it. And then I had a gig out in Montreal. It was for this youth conference and I had to go sing there for a around dance and then uh so I went there and then I flew back to Edmonton and then so he picked me up and he was like hey just come visit for like a weekend or something so I went I went to go visit and then I ended up (laughs) and it it ended up being like a four month long visit (laughs) (laughs) so that's how it started but I ended up introducing him to my I introduced him to my dad first I brought him over to my dad maybe like a month no like I'd say two months in I brought him to my dad and then he met my mom like in the summer I think because my mom lived all the way in DC nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so my next question is as two Ojibwe women is interested in cultural exchanges tell us your favorite things about your Cree and Salish cultures my favorite things okay my of my number one favorite thing about my Salish side is that um, 
because I know in a lot of different tribes, like women aren't allowed to hit drums. But uh, actually, in my Salish side, we are allowed. It's actually encouraged over here. So that's really cool. I found that really cool just because, like, you know, I'm a singer. And, like, I thought that was that's one of my favorite because, like, it's just it's cool. I don't know. I thought that was hella cool. And um, something about my Cree side is, hmm, ooh, let me think about this, actually. Uh, I love how big uh, round dance is in the Cree community, you know? Yeah. It's okay. just, some of my, it's just, I love, I love the language too. I think Cree is a really pretty language. So is Ojib. Like that's, oh, that one has to be my favorite. And the florals over there too. I don't know. I, I, I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard that you guys have really big round dances and it's like a big yeah, thing it's their huge fan like there was um we in the winter times like every single weekend there's maybe like three going on in like the whole area and like it's real fun because like when i when round dances were on before the whole pandemic we would like travel like in one night to like all three just to go hit them yeah. up with the little midnight lunch going on you know <laughs> so that yeah it's hella huge over here wow um I just want to like circle back so you're from Saddle Lake First Nation so you grew up there but now you're in Vancouver so how how did that move happen um okay I, I actually moved here back in September or August and uh, I actually lived with my dad because my dad's the one that lives in Saddle Lake and uh, I lived with him my entire life and um I don't know I just like I was kind of just getting like bored of it like I love my reserve but like there's only so much you can do if you want to like seek out opportunities like music and stuff so I was just Mm -hmm. I just like I just called my mom and I was like, hey, mom, I was like, do you think I can maybe like come over there and like just like try seek out opportunity? And she was like, oh, yeah, she was like, you can. So like, I don't know. It was just as simple as that. I just like got up one day and I literally packed up my entire room and it. I literally decided it in one day. I just woke up and I was just like, mm, I want to move to BC. I'm going to go to move to BC. <laughs> so, yeah, I just like packed up and left. That's awesome. Sometimes you just have to make decisions like that. Like not, I'm like how you mentioned earlier about being an overthinker. I'm a big one as well. So if I think too long of a situation of like a decision, then I'm like, wait, no, maybe I shouldn't do it. Okay. Maybe Mm -hmm. I will. No, I won't. And so you just got to like do it sometimes. Yeah. Just got to do it. Cause like, that's how I am too. Like I'll overthink something until like I'm just like, oh, like if I'm overthinking it, maybe I shouldn't be doing it, you know? (laughs) So sometimes it's just like, ah, might as well just move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your turn, Clay. Okay. Um, I was like, because I wanted to kind of ask, are you going to school or were you thinking of going to school or what is, what are you up to? (laughs) Um... Actually, I used to, I actually was in school because I used to live in Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to live in Idaho for like two years and I was actually attending school out there. But once I moved back, um, 
I didn't really go back because like I was kind of in like a really bad like state. Like this was like when everything kind of started really happening, like negative stuff, like partying and stuff. So I haven't really gotten back into school just yet, but I honestly want to because I applied for a school out in New York, maybe like, I don't know when that was actually, I think like a year ago I applied, I applied to this real dope, like fine art school and like, um, I mean, performing arts school. And I just like, I just did it. Cause I was like, I wonder if I, if I would even get in, like, let's just, I just wanted to do it for fun just to see, am I capable? Like would they accept me? And I got accepted. Wow. Yeah. And I got accepted and I was just like, but I didn't have the money at the time. I didn't have really anything to move out to like New York. So I didn't end up going, but that's definitely something I want to look into going to if I still have, like, if I could still go there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be so cool. Have you been to New York before? Never, but it's always been like a huge dream of mine just to go out there. And I've always wanted to live there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It does. I've been there once for a weekend, but we went like the coldest weekend. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking I'd be having these like awesome, like times on the streets, like looking at <laughs> the city. And I was like having to wear my mucklucks and jackets. Okay, but tell, and to, what? tell her also why, why you went there that weekend. Like it was your Valentine's weekend with your now husband. Yeah. Yeah, so, but like, I also wanted to look sheets on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so cool. So like a lot of what you do in New York is walk around and it was just mm-hmm. cold. So I'll have to go back there. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go back. Yeah. back there to visit when you go to school there. <gasps> yeah. 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 That's exactly. When. There we go. <laughs> Apparently but, it's only quite it's like a nine hour drive from here. Yeah. So we could drive there. Yeah. Just let us know. (laughs) (laughs) But also with the whole school thing, one of my biggest goals in my life is um, actually beside my reserve, we have this college and uh, it's where my sister Fawn went and my uh, my brother-in-law Dallas went and you and uh, I wanted to go there maybe in my like late 20s early 30s or something but I wanted to go become fluent in Cree that's oh, I love that. my yeah. biggest goal I've always wanted yeah. to become okay my um I think that's really beautiful and I love that whenever when people always revitalize the language, I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. I think that's so crazy how your college back home offers that. And like my college back home offers that too, to take my That's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Hell yeah. Cause my sister went there and like, she started maybe four years ago and now she's just like so dope at speaking Korean. I'm so jealous. Cause like, like I, I wanted to learn it because, you know, it, I find that so important too, like mm-hmm. revitalizing the language. And I also thought it would be a good thing to learn to like make music. Like if I ever wanted to put like a, a CD out with like round dance tunes on it or something. And also another one is like, when I'm like a, like an old cookum. I want to be able to like talk shit about my grandkids while they're in front of me. <laughs> but they're also going to know the language language too, right? So yeah, true. You have true. to learn the old dialect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so my next question is if you can give your younger version of younger version advice, what would that be? <laughs> my younger version of myself, um, what would I tell her? Uh, I think in my younger years, I, like, uh, like I said, I really struggled with like self-love, self-confidence. And like, um, I feel like the whole reason behind the whole drug abuse was like, I really got stuck in that way because it was like part, it was partially because I was the person I was with at the time. And, um, I don't know. It was like a really toxic thing. And like, it made me feel like I wasn't worthy of like love or like of like respect or anything so something I would tell myself is just to like (laughs) like I was worth it you know you were and that like you she's worth getting better for you know like that it doesn't end here because there was a lot of times where I would be like you know and like coming down from it and I would just like it like I just felt like the worst feeling in the world and like I just thought oh like this is it like this is all there is to me like I'm not this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life and I have no way out and I would just like encourage myself like there is ways out you know like they may not be so clear right now but you're gonna get there yeah and not to give up because there were so many times where I felt like giving up and like that was the end of the road but I would just encourage myself to love myself and to keep pushing because it's all it's all gonna be worth it you know (laughs) she was worth getting better for and um that she's worth worthy of love and everything that she feels like she is not you know Mm -hmm. that's what I would tell myself I love that Um, because I know like the like there's such a period in time where anyone really can get stuck in that and Mm -hmm. um, you know it's and it's really like like what you said kind of who you were surrounded by at that time for sure and I think you know like it's so hard like you're you're in high school and then like you make these friends and maybe they're not the best and then Mm -hmm. like can you get get out of that like are you surrounded by good people who have like the same vision as you and you know like there's times where like even I almost got like stuck in that and like I made the decision to move away to Toronto and you know like that and I look back and I'm just like wow like I made that quick decision too I told my mom one one day I'm like mom yeah I'm moving to Toronto and she's like (laughs) okay and I'm like and she's like well I hope you got it figured out because she I don't know if she really like truly believed me that I was (laughs) I was like yep I'm gonna like sell my camera and pay like I had this really like Canon camera that I like wanted to get into photography I sold it to like pay for my like first and last months of rent and so she and then I think like when I had it all figured out she was like whoa like she actually is going (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that though yeah it was like um it was like kind of in the period where I was living away from my family like I I moved away really really far to Idaho when I was 18 
17 really though because like that's when I was like gone from home when I was like on the road because um I turned I turned 18 in the summer but I took off in the beginning of the summer to like the power trail and to go like do that but I never came home on after the power trail and I took off to Idaho and I started like distancing myself from my family and I wouldn't talk to them just because of all the like stuff I was doing I just felt like oh like they probably don't even want to talk to me like Mm -hmm. like they probably know what I'm doing and like but like one one more one morning I just like I I called my my dad up after not really talking to my parents for a long time and I was like dad I'm gonna come home okay I'm gonna come home tomorrow I was like but I just like I need a little like I need a little push like can you like friend me some money he was like oh yeah he was like okay I'll order it right now and like literally 10 minutes later he sent me my plane ticket and he was like he was like it's time to come home now (laughs) this this isn't you you gotta come home and like I just got up and left Mm -hmm. packed all my things into one little bag and just left wow yeah (laughs) that's so beautiful about how our families like sometimes we forget that they would just love us Mm -hmm. us. and Mm -hmm. all you had to do was like just call home and say okay I'm 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 done now (laughs) (laughs) I bet like any of our listeners if they're in that moment right now just call your family and tell them that you're you're ready to come home (laughs) yeah for real it was so scary because like I didn't talk to them and like I would literally like cut my family off for like no reason like I just it was also just like when I was on drugs like I I like I would hide from people I would because we I literally like stay in the room and just like ride it out whatever and then I just called my dad and I was just like oh he's gonna say no like he's not gonna want he doesn't want me home anymore you know and he didn't even really know what was going on but I thought he did Mm -hmm. and I was like oh like he doesn't want me home he's not gonna want me home and then I called my dad and like, yeah, he was just like, yep, time to come home. Can't wait to see you. See you Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, family is so important. Mm -hmm. I know that's Mm -hmm. something like me and Koi talk about a lot because like we're, we live far away from our family. So we're like a lot of this podcast is like, how are we coping with being yeah. so far away from our families? But this, this past Christmas, so so this past Christmas, I felt really lucky to be have the love and support of my family because I had broken up with an ex in the early fall. And when we were going back and forth over the holidays, arguing about nothing, like we shouldn't have been arguing because we mm-hmm. were over. But he was like, oh, I can't just run home to my family when times get tough. And I'm like, it's so beautiful. I get to go home when times are tough. For real, like people like, support me. Oh my goodness! Like it's just, I don't even know how that's a bad thing to run home to your family. Like good. Like I would, like it. That's exactly what happened to me too. Like in Idaho, was like, oh, you're like, don't tell your family about this. Don't like, why would you tell them? Why would you get them involved? Or like, why are you trying to go home? But I'm just like, cause that's my family. <laughs> and yeah. They have my back through anything. So yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but I was like, but in the moment too, I was surrounded by like my, my friends who are my family. And like, I knew my, it's really beautiful knowing that you can always go home, like to just even to your community, that mm-hmm. that door is always open. Mm-hmm. That's what I love 
the most about <laughs> being indigenous. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, no, that's that's like such like a a familial support system to have and like maybe other cultures and other people don't and like that makes it so beautiful for us yeah no kidding um so during this pandemic how have you been taking care of your mental health and well-being um hmm something that I do whenever I'm like when it's not doing good that I've started picking up with songwriting. Like I've never really, I would write songs here and there before this whole pandemic, but I'm not to the point that I'm doing it now. Like I'm starting to write like R&B songs and like the kind of songs I want to do. So it's like, it's such a good, like it's such, it helps me so much because like whenever I'm feeling down and like the most negative, like feeling in the world, I'm able to make something beautiful out of it, which is like songs, you know? So that really helps. And another thing that really helps is like, uh, I'm starting to pick up like meditation and all that. And like, like all the, I don't know. I never really believed in that kind of stuff before. Yeah, I never believed in it. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like, kind of sounds like weird, whatever. But like, once I started, like, I just recently started it. And that is really good. Like, I yeah. I can't even explain it. <laughs> like, it just feels good to do, you know? I never, so you just started meditating out of the blue. Because I never started until I started going to therapy. And my mm-hmm. therapist would be like, okay, let's meditate. Or how do you, can you, do you feel like you can meditate today? And like, would walk me through it and like, tell me the science behind it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a real thing. So you just started on your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just started like, um, uh, who the heck? Someone, um suggested it to me it was tanya joe hall she actually met she we were talking and really yeah i was just telling her i was like oh like how do you deal with the hate like how do you do like to calm yourself down she was like meditation she was like i swear to god she was like just lay down and like turn off all the lights and put on like on youtube like she does that and i was like okay so like i tried it and i was like wow (laughs) that's cool (laughs) Yeah, I learned about meditation. Well, I always knew about meditation also, but I never practiced it. But it was really like a month ago, Quay, when we met um, Shayla Stonechild. And Mm -hmm. during one of her keynotes, she was doing the meditation and she promotes that a lot also on her page. So I was like, oh, she does it. And, you know, she like really backs it up. And I'm like, so I I downloaded this meditation app and was trying to do it like in my bed outside my doors, like all crazy with like Nico, my son just <laughs> crying, <laughs> trying to like get into my Zen mode. But yeah, like I totally want to do it more. I think yeah. it's, it's supposed to be really good. Well, it's, it is really good, but it's supposed to be really good for us also because it gets us into like a I uh, parasitic nerve or something. I can't remember which nervous system, but for people who deal with intergenerational trauma, like a lot of us, um, mm-hmm. it like helps you balance the, those emotions and feelings and waves that might become more intense because of it. So when you're able to like sit in that, that self or that, like that sense of power, like you can just like be better. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not the science of it, but it's like good. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it either. Like, I don't know why it makes me feel better. Like, I never really actually looked into, like, why it 
makes you feel better but it just I don't know I thought it's so helpful it's really good <laughs> this whole past year we were terrible at like giving facts we'd be like oh you should do this because but it's not backed up like we don't <laughs> <laughs> so we continue that into this new year now we, we're still telling people what to do but we're not basing it in fact <laughs> I love that <laughs> um so talking about this new year um the a couple episodes ago we talked about our we talked about our new year's resolutions but then Quay brought up and she calls them our best practices, which is totally like, I totally agreed with. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Like it's something that, you know, should be reoccurring and not something like just for this year. So what are your 2021 best practices? Best practices. Um, hmm. Cause like new year's resolutions, I felt like didn't leave room for error. So I'm like a practice is like, you're going to practice at being improving on this area or like, you're just going to practice to get better. Yeah. Maybe it is Uh the meditation. Oh yeah. That, that would be one of them was just like continuing that and continuing, um, uh, the steps to a more healthier mind and to treat myself nicer because I am very hard on myself. Like when I, like any little thing, I'm just like, Oh, why'd you do that? Like you could have done it better. So uh, that would be one of them is treating myself nicer, treating other people nice too, you know, and um, eating healthier. I've been trying to eat more healthier because I don't know this I'm just kind of since this whole quarantine thing like I haven't been eating that well like skip mm-hmm. the dishes has been like like on like speed we, we lately yeah. <laughs> yeah and um huh, let me think uh I was going to take more opportunities because uh that's something I didn't really do a lot of in the past Mm-hmm. Like I would just kind of pass them up and like, just like whatever, but I'm going to start applying myself more and I wanted to start working out, but yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe. Yeah. I like that. Um, so yeah, Quay and I are, are big on like our health and you know if you have any questions about workouts Quay is like a big like person who works out (laughs) yeah I love I love to work out I did have of a personal trainer before COVID um I I don't have any tips if that's what you're trying to get me to do Grace okay (laughs) (laughs) my tip actually well and Quay can agree like just to get your body moving like it's so it, like it, this is what has helped my mental health like the past couple of weeks is really just like getting out, getting my steps in, walking, listening to some good music. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, this is, you know, so well-rounded, like it's exercise, it's good for my mental health. Like it's, yeah. So I think just like anything that gets your body moving. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I saw a quote before and I think we posted it on our store on our page too, where movement is medicine. And that's like another factual science based thing about like, you know, like endorphins and all that. But also there's a lot of science behind it for indigenous women and running, how that it's like in our bones and like we're built for long distance running and just like that wow. move that movement is healing for us. Um I don't know where that article is, but <laughs> I did read about it. So just, yeah, even if you start off, I was actually telling one of my girlfriends who was a previous um, guest and she was like, how do you get your cardio? Like I'm so unmotivated for cardio. And I told her that like, if you're going to think about it, a one hour walk burns the same amount as a 30 minute run. So whatever you do, you just got to get moving. And to think about like, do I, do I have the energy to run or do I want to be kind to myself and like, just go for a walk? Cause it's the same calorie expenditure. I didn't even know that. That's cool. <laughs> That's what I wanted to start doing was running. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be real out of shape when like powers come back. <laughs> I'll just be gassed out by like the second burst. <laughs> Or yeah. skipping. And it's also, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, skipping. Actually, I have a skip rope here. I just never gotten to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up our questions for you. And something that we're doing new at the end is, do you have any questions for us? Um, um, let me think about that. Uh, what are some of your guys' goals? Hmm. Okay. I know my goals. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for sure, my goal is I've all, I've all, okay. Everyone who listens here, I go again. I want to be a vegetarian. <laughs> really? I, That's cool. I always say that. And like, I, then I end up having like chicken or I end up having beef and like, so I, I do say that a lot, but I want, I just want to be, um, I know that like plants are a living thing, but I just feel like my body, I, I always want to be kind to my body. So I feel like my body can digest plant-based things better, I think. Um, so I want to be kind and not like overwork it by processing, um, meat that is not in my traditional background so like yeah still taking in protein but from like fish or from like other like things like that that would be in my traditional diet like having moose meat or having Mm -hmm. deer meat but not because my body knows how to do it and not like chicken and maybe turkey we knows how to eat but like chicken and beef which which weren't here before is going to be so much work on my body to process. I want to be kind to it. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's cool. <laughs> um, my goal is, I think, just trying to be like, um, like a healthy person in every aspect. Like, um, I don't know if I can go like full vegetarian, but because I love meat. But maybe just, you know, like having switching those like healthy meals and um, yeah. And I love like 
going for those walks. I actually went for one right before we started recording and I haven't been on a walk in so long because my son is at home now because school is like shut down here in Ontario. So it's been hard for me to get out, but yeah, just going for the walks. Um, We talk a lot about our podcast. Um, Like this time last year, I was really like not feeling well. I think I was like, like a bit depressed or I don't know, like, and I, like me and Quay are really open to talking about like reaching out for help and, you know, counseling. And I was going to the doctor and I was seeing like multiple doctors. And I, I think I got it like finally figured out, but just continuing to like walk that path that's healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just, you know, live a good life with my little family here, staying healthy. Um, looking forward to the summer. These next couple months are going to be so hard to be at home, but yeah, just being grateful. Oh, that's awesome. Those are both good goals. Another question I have for you guys is, are you guys going to, did you guys make merch yet or are you guys going to? We're trying to figure out how to. (laughs) Do it. Oh my God. You guys' logo is like so sick. Like what like article of merchandise would you like? Like I, we like baseball caps. But and yeah, sweaters, base, yeah, baseball caps or like sweaters, I think yeah. would be super cool. But like crop top sweaters or like full sweaters. Mm, I don't know. I say both. Yeah, yeah. True. Because yeah. me and Quay are both into like high rise like leggings that a crop yeah. top sweater would look good with those. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that I have one more question good. for you. Actually, exactly. so. Over the holiday, you were posting a lot with, like, the bee yellowtail. Mm-hmm. Her green dress and, like, a lot of her uh, her other articles. I wanted to know, how does bee yellowtail fit? Like, what is your normal size and, like, if you were shopping online? And then, like, what did, what did you get from her and how was the fit? Like, like, how, how did it fit? Um, honestly, I didn't really give her my size. She more asked for, um, she asked for measurements of like my body. Yeah. And I just sent them to her and then she sent me that stuff, but it all fit like so well. (laughs) And it's all like so well made and it feels, I had another question, but I know it just feels so well made. Um, (laughs) I literally like that dress is like my favorite thing ever. (laughs) The green one? Yeah. It looks so beautiful in that one. Oh, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I think that speaks to like be yellowtail structuring their pieces so well. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to look at the measurements on the sizing site when I do order mine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- you look beautiful in it, and I just wanted to know like how the how it fits. Yeah, it fits really well. But you should yeah yeah order something. They're so worth it. <laughs> I'll order the green dress and then tag you in it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what started you guys wanting to create the podcast? So it was last year, um, like the Christmas holidays. And I was sitting around home and I'm like wanting to get into a podcast. And I was like trying to search for something and there was nothing I was really like wanting, like interested in. And I was like, Oh, there's, I'm not really finding like any indigenous ones. And then I'm like, wait. And I messaged Quay. I'm like, Quay, you know, like 
this is why we've met, like, because we related on so much, like we moved away from home, we've struggled, we slept on air mattresses, like when we (laughs) first moved, like there was so much that we related on. And I messaged her and I was like, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? And, um, that's really like how it started is yeah. Just like, you know, not really finding anything, um, that we really related to. So we just created, Mm -hmm. created one. And I think that's awesome. I think too, like when you think about indigenous podcasts in the space that are around before now, um, it was a lot of like academia, scholarly, factually, and which is really good, but there was no like just a normal auntie in the city trying to get her Starbucks. And that's the voice (laughs) we wanted to listen to. Uh... We're like, okay, let's start this because there's no one else doing it. But now there's a lot of people doing it. And I'm like, this is so great because this is what we want to hear. That's what I noticed too, is like whenever I would try to find podcasts, like maybe a year or two ago, it was mostly about like that kind of stuff, like factual, you know, yeah. like all that stuff and that's really cool too to listen to but sometimes you just want to like sit back and like vibe you know yeah so that's really cool that you guys like decided to do that just because you guys didn't see anybody else doing it you know yeah that's really dope and I noticed lately like a lot of podcasts are coming out like recently you know totally yeah which is really cool (laughs) yeah I know it's been, it's been a lot of fun, like this past year doing this podcast. So we're really, we're really happy, like where it's gone. And I'm sure like you, like, um, with the platform you have, like we've gotten messages from, from indigenous, um, women and they're like, oh, I'm like, you know, just like relating to us. Like, I'm sure you've gotten messages relating Mm -hmm. to you with all that you're doing. So it's soup. It's really like what keeps us going. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so to wrap up, what can we look forward to this year from you? Okay, so recently I actually just went into the studio the very first time uh, this earlier this week and it was my very first time well I like I've watched people do um recordings before but I've never been the one to do it you know to like be behind the mic or wear the headphones but I did it this past weekend and uh that's something to look forward to because I plan on releasing an album this year wow so that will be really cool yeah and also um some other things is um let me think I was actually thinking of starting like merch or something something like that maybe like just shirts or something and let me think there was something else uh yeah so far that's all I have (laughs) are you still gonna continue releasing TikTok videos uh yeah actually just recently I kind of started taking a break just over the holidays just so I wouldn't worry about it yeah let my mind rest for a bit but uh, I was actually starting gonna start doing them next week again so that will be good (laughs) yeah well I'll look forward to that (laughs) we'll look forward to your album like that's 
and everything that you're you're going to be doing this year we'll look forward to and um we're just so happy that we are able to connect and we mm-hmm. honestly can't believe like we started this podcast a year ago and you know like we're reaching people like you're in Vancouver we're in Toronto like you know this is awesome like call us up whenever you're in Toronto and we'll like all meet oh, yeah like just so grateful to like be making these connections all over. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. Like when you said you'd be on our podcast the other week, I was like going crazy. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. You know, I'm, I'm just as grateful and honored to have been part of this. You know, it's been really fun. I think this is like the most comfortable I felt on a podcast just cause you know, I'm talking to other aunties about auntie yeah. things <laughs> And I'm so excited for you guys as well and everything you guys are doing. And I hope you guys release merch because I'll buy it because I just love you guys' stuff. It's so awesome. We'll definitely send you merch when we do. Um, (laughs) Also, while you were talking, I was creeping that podcast that you were mentioning of Ray. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And... Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, as we do the outro, we will welcome you back any other time you want to come back to the Call Her Andy podcast. But where can our listeners follow you? Um, I am on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, I'm on TikTok under Tia Mischik, which is T-I-A-M-I-S-C-I-H-K. That is also my Instagram as well. And I'm on Facebook just under Tia Wood. Um, thank you so much, Miigwech. Auntie T, thank you for being on our podcast. Um, <laughs> this has been really great. And we're so awesome. We're so happy to. We are so awesome. But... <laughs> we're so awesome. <laughs> we're so happy we're able to, you know, kick off this year with um, having you on. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.